Good morning. I'm Tim Neubauer, and welcome to Safety Unlocked, the morning podcast. I'm Craig Edwards. And I'm Dave Bittner. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Our morning podcasts are focused on current safety topics. Craig, what's happening today? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Today is National Ants on a Log Day. Do anybody know what ants on a log is? Uh, I'm assuming ants on a log? No, it's celery and peanut butter with raisins sprinkled on. Okay, I, I have never tried it and never heard of it before, so I'm edumacated. I can't believe you guys have never heard of that. <laughs> mm, uh, I never is heard that of that an East Coast before. Philly thing, or? No, my no, wife that's, heard of it too. That, I mean, she used to make it for the kids. Yeah, that that that's a mom trying out new things to uh, keep the kids happy. I I I never heard of it until I um, saw it on 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 the internet. So it must be true. Uh, if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Hey, well, my mom, uh, my mom. It's good. That sounds like. Craig, it's I'm spot on. My mom used to make a dish called goulash, and I know goulash actually has a a real ingredient list. But in my house, that was there was enough food to feed all eight of us kids, so she just mixed everything together and made it a dish. And that's kind of what uh, that sounds like to me. Yeah, I used to I used to make make fun of my mom because uh, we had there were five of us kids, uh, and. When uh, when we uh, didn't have bacon and eggs for breakfast, we would have <laughs> cornflakes. And then mom would put the cornflakes in a bowl and she'd take out a teaspoon of sugar and then she would shake that teaspoon over all five bowls and be like, there you go. Yep. So we were we were definitely uh, restrained in our sugar uh, intake. <laughs> so also I got up. Uh, um. At zero dark thirty, uh, to go try and see the Nishimura comet. Interesting. Uh, with my with my daughter, who is an avid astro- astronomer <laughs> um, and, and aspiring astronomer, wants to work for NASA at some point. But um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. Um, fog and and um trees and uh, all those uh obstacles uh, unfortunately uh blocked our ability to see it but interesting it to tag along with that it's also national day of encouragement so i'd still encourage my daughter to continue uh her um studies and uh pursuit of astronomy well, I encourage you to try ants on a log. <laughs> yeah, oh, <buddy. laughs> so then we're just now 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 we're gonna go to National Video Games Day. Um and ants on a log are fine. Um because the ingredients, all the ingredients by themselves, I really, I really like. I, I love peanut butter. Um, even that crappy stuff we used to get in C rations and then in MREs, it it was still good. Um, I love raisins, and I love celery. I, I think it's just a way together. to get kid, kids like Tim who didn't like green stuff to eat some celery. I, I'm That's sorry, I'm I fixated think. on today's topic is uh, 
uh, definitely tied to uh, mixing ingredients and in MREs and coming up with unique flavors. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, I guess that's our segue into Multiple what we're going to talk about. The- sensitivities. Yeah, that's correct. All right. So, Dave. Um, what 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 does multiple chemical sensitivity mean? What is what 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 does it entail? Okay, so it's it's also known as a idiopathic uh, environmental intolerance is another thing it's it's called, um, and it's not even yet something that's officially recognized, but it's where people who are exposed to uh, what people what people would call uh, regular everyday household cleaning chemicals, et cetera. Um, People have a reaction to those. Um, And the reactions can be sometimes quite severe, dizziness, fatigue, uh, you know, tasting the chemical for long periods of time. There's a lot of different, uh, uh, even increased heart rate and sweating, uh, things of that nature. so this so, is uh, that this this is something that uh, that uh, my wife actually lives with, and uh, uh, it's it, it's pretty devastating. And I can see it from from her point of view, where it gets worse because because she has these sensitivities, we don't use them around the household. Um, and then if if I'm exposed to them. It is it is very bothersome for me. It, it not to the degree it is for her, but the absence of these things um, it does not make the heart grow fonder. We'll say the absence of these things actually makes it, it, it uh, pretty bad for me too. So if someone wears like cologne and I have to sit in the car with them, or they have yes, Timbu, um, or they have uh, uh, an air freshener, or they clean with something very strong. Um, it can also cause me to have a headache or to taste it for a long period of time. So, uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, and of course, we know exposure to a lot of these chemicals is not good uh, long term uh, for most people uh, or if used incorrectly. So, uh, you know, re- read your warning labels. It Be sensitive to the fact that if you work in a public job that there are actually quite a number of people out there that have this this issue. Um, and you'll see it more in like churches and stuff where they ask you not to wear perfumes and uh, uh, a lot of jobs where uh, people deal with the public where they're they are not permitted to. So it, it's funny, it's not medically really recognized yet, but the public has recognized it. So, so what do you think about that, guys? That the, the public recognizes it, but the uh, the medical community does not give it an official label yet. Well, there's all kinds of sensitivities of people. I mean, the older I get, the more sensitive I am about uh, music. I mean, I, I'm not trying to make light of chemical sensitivity, but there are sounds that just annoy the <clears throat> the crap out of me. Um, and I could that's it. That's a very generic off the uh, off the cuff uh, 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 thing, but I, I can understand the 
you're talking about the, the cologne and I raised my hand. You people didn't see that, that uh, um, uh, my cologne does not sit well with, with Dave's wife. So I am sans cologne when, when I go to their house uh, and I can understand that. My wife recently uh, was at one of the big box retailers and said, look, they got a three pack of uh, air fresheners, uh, <clears throat> industrial strength air fresheners. Brought them in a house, put one of them in our house, which was probably enough for a 100,000 square foot warehouse. And within 15 minutes, my eyes are watering. I have a headache and I say, get that stuff out of my house. So, I mean, and I'm a guy who's not really sensitive uh, to to uh, to what's going on there. So I can certainly see that that's out there. And um, and I can. Well, some of these of are proven to be like hormone disruptors, too. Right. So. Right. You know, you don't you don't want to mess with your hormones, and it, it, you know if they're hormone disruptors, you might want to know what's in your products you're using. Right. So I so I um I teach a class for the National Safety Council called Fundamentals of Industrial Hygiene, and one of the kindergarten concepts that we talk about in that class, and I'm not trying to insult the uh, people, but it, it's a very entry level class, and it talks about how when you have a a one chemical with another chemical, you could have uh, a reaction that reduces the impact of the chemical, or it could be a one plus one situation, or you could have a, a, a five times 3000 scenario when you have these different chemicals interact with each other, it can create a, a much bigger response than what people um, anticipated or, or the manufacturers anticipated. Uh, uh, the 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 old joke of uh, don't take alcohol with this medication, and when you look in the actual label, it doesn't say that. It says alcohol may intensify the effect. And that's an additive or a synergistic effect, which is one plus one or fifty times a thousand. You know, it's it's so so I can see that the public is seeing this before the testing is doing it because uh, uh, the public uses it in ways the manufacturers haven't anticipated. Well, hey guys, also, watch this. <laughs> also, when when you know before any type of research is done, there's typically a, um, for lack of a better term, a, a groundswell in public uh, pushing for some type of um, research um, on you know something, and sometimes you have recalls of of uh, material because. It has very deleterious effects to the general public. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my my head that's been done recently, um, but you know th those are the kinds of uh, you know th those are the kinds of public uh, persuasion that uh, institutions uh, such as our our uh, vaunted uh, House of Representatives. You contact your local representative and say, hey, you know, we're having issues with this particular thing. We'd like to find out more about it. Um, or if you happen to know someone in the academic world, be like, hey, do you know anybody who's done any research on this? I think it'd be a good topic. Um, well, and when we look at safety studies, they're they're pretty short term compared to, I mean, you can't, you know, if you're going to release a product, it's not going to sit in a safety study for years and years and years, right? 
no. And once a product is released, um, you know, it's it's uh, gone through uh, development, testing, and then uh, final releases of product. They typically don't go back and continue to do efficacy studies or, you know, harm uh, studies um, post um, post launch. Uh, unless there's, you know, uh, a serious outcry or people start getting hurt uh, by their product. And then there's public pressure to uh, investigate, recall, uh, or study. Um, I think one of the one of the chemicals that I, I, I love the smell to this day, it reminds me of uh, cleanliness. And it goes back to my time in uh, in boot camp. Is uh, Clorox to smell bleach? That to me means clean. Now, you know, to me, I, I love that smell. Uh, but to my wife, it's like <laughs> open up all the windows. It's time to go outside. Um, so you know, everybody's different when it comes to that. Yeah, different levels of uh, olfactory sensitivity or, or chemical reaction on the uh, skin. Um, um, yeah, I like the smell of bleach. It's uh, I definitely equate it to that. Uh, but we all know that one knucklehead uh, in the military who says, bleach on floor, make floor sterile. Ammonia, remove wax. So mix together, same <laughs> step. And they make mustard gas and ends up kicking everybody out of the uh, the barracks. Uh for hours and hours and hours. Um, yeah. I think so, I saw that on Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we talked about the, <laughs> we talked about the nose blindness thing the other day too. So when you're, when you're around something and it doesn't kill you immediately. So if something smells really bad or is really strong, um, and you're exposed to it for a long period of time, you'll you'll stop smelling it or it won't smell nearly as potent after a while. So that does that mean it's safe uh, long term? Not necessarily. Uh, you can't rely on that sense. That sense is there to to tell you there's an immediate danger. Um, so you know you have to have to know what you're exposed to. Um, and I think we're going to talk about a uh, hascom on a later podcast, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes, that's coming up uh, in in a couple of podcasts. You know, they actually uh, some chemicals will actually put the um, an odor. Uh, natural gas is another big one. That rotten gas uh, egg smell that is put mm-hmm. in uh, to natural gas for you to be able to identify that. And um, and if folks, if you if you're looking at your safety data sheet, it will actually list what the odor is. And the level at which the average person can smell it, um, and sometimes that is a permissible exposure limit to a chemical. So if well, you sure. smell it, you're at the mm-hmm. Pell. Well, and like Craig said, and you said that you know everybody's a little bit different. So you know some people are exposed to something and their skin will immediately break out. Um, you know, you, you see people where, will wear certain materials and they'll get a rash all over their body or soaps or things of that nature. So I, I think the lesson here for most people is be sensitive that that 
just because something doesn't bother you, it may bother other people. So, you know, maybe not douse yourself uh, before you go somewhere, especially you young folks. Um, we can smell you. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, my olfactory senses were assaulted yesterday by uh, a youngster. Um, and, and I can only assume what was uh, some type of body spray that rhymes with lax. <laughs> um, because when my daughter's like, why does that smell? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> but if I could lift my arms and do the universal symbol for gas, 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 I would have. <laughs> and only us old folks would know. We had uh-huh. that discussion. Uh, because they don't do that anymore. So I used to be in a segment of the population. 15% of the American population is not allergic to poison ivy, poison oak, or poison sumac. And I raised my hand. I was in that group for the longest time. And earlier this year, I determined I'm no longer in that group. So funny story. I was clearing off some, some sumac. Um, this was years ago and I got a little bit of the oil, uh, on my legs and didn't bother me. Um, and I, you know, took a shower, go to bed, wake up the next day and my wife's legs were covered, um, in, in red bumps and she was itching like crazy. And the, you know, I, while I took a shower and washed my legs, um, I didn't get all of the oil off mm. and, um, uh, her skin's very sensitive to just about anything. And, you know, and, uh, that's all it took for her to have affected uh, an outbreak. Yes. Yeah, that's me. Super sensitive skin. You know, you say outbreak and I'm over here in a mission, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Wow. Ouch! Ouch! So and uh, yeah, yeah, and back to that. So when I was a kid, I can uh, like there were only two brands of soap that I could use um, when I was a kid. The rest of them would make me like break out in terrible hives. <clears throat> um, and eventually, I got I kind of got over that. But you know, it was funny that that I could only use those two two brands of soap, and they had no scent, so or very mild. One of them had a very mild scent. Yeah. How did that work for you when you were deployed in the military? We just didn't wash. (laughs) (laughs) I was was waiting on that one. (laughs) We we just didn't wash. We all smiled. So, no, there wasn't much of an opportunity. And we all became very (laughs) nose blind. Yeah. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, lava? Taste of uh, cheese and uh, ham and MRE or. Or uh, coffee, creamer, and sugar, and you mix that with just enough water to make a pudding. Yeah, ranger pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say lava, Craig? Lava. Yeah. Soap? Do you remember that? Do you remember that soap? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it was like chock full of pumice and would like rip like the top three layers of your skin off. Yeah. It was good for getting rid of uh, uh, poison ivy or um, if you had. Um, uh, oil or anything like that, or grease on your hands uh, or, or your body. Sanding you know. and conditioning wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it had to be dry for that. So, but yeah, 
<laughs> Sandpaper. Get the right grit to sand the wood. Yeah. Mm. Exfoliates. <laughs> yeah. People pay extra money for that now. They rebrand yeah, right. it. Exfoliating yes, soap and double the price. Darn, we just gave away a really good money making venture here. How that happened. So uh it's gentlemen, <laughs> uh any other comments on uh sensitivities and uh, multiple chemical uh, interactions? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, I said it be sensitive to other people. This is not just, you know, it's not just a one in a million if you're seeing it. If you see any of the peer everywhere where people are saying, please, you know, refrain from the use of heavy colognes, et cetera, you know, you might want to look into it yourself and know what you're using at your house too for your own for your own. Well, health. if we're to spill this into the workplace, what do you use to clean workstations, desktops, uh, uh, work tables? Uh, I came in yesterday to our office and there was a sticky film on the uh on the table uh and i went to go clean off the table and i realized we haven't bought any cleaning supplies for our office yet and as i was sending our team out to go buy cleaning supplies i had to pause for a second and say what is an appropriate cleaner for everybody to be exposed to in our conference table so you can use things like uh vinegar mild soaps so they make soaps with no additives um baking soda if you need something to use as like grit um bonami is also a a very uh mild uh kind of you're such a bon philly guy bonami not bonami <laughs> yeah whatever bonami i used to call it bonami so <laughs> <laughs> you've been like the you've been the south too long. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do i look french or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> Bon ami. Don Knotts movie where they're trying to clean off the keyboards of a ghost house with Bon ami. <laughs> okay. Well, if it were German, I'd know how to say it, but sorry. It's no. not. So. No worries. We, okay. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my closing thoughts right there. You know, uh, fine mild. There, there are mild cleansers. There's, there's you know, scent-free detergents you can use. Um, things of that nature. And by the way, dryer sheets are not good for your dryer. Correct. We use uh, we use a spray in um, uh, fabric softener uh, that's heat activated. Um, the company no longer makes it, so we have to we have to to make our own. Uh, but it does a good job. Your clothes smell clean. They don't smell like perfume um so um there there are alternatives out there and i guess my closing thought would be read your labels understand what it is you're purchasing um and you know if, if you know someone in your house or at your work is you know has has this multiple chemical sensitivity you know i i'm going to use sensitivity in the same sentence be sensitive to their needs don't you know don't a dabble do ya when it comes to cologne. <laughs> um, Don't put a dollop, put a dab. Yep. Well, well I got to tell you, it makes it makes it hard to leave the house sometimes, guys. It does. It does. Uh, and I'm trying to teach my son that, you know, hey, 
you see that little you see that little pinprick of uh, aftershave. That's all you need. Yeah, I'm starting to be very self conscious. That's why you guys don't come hang out with me. Am I the dollop, <laughs> not the dab? I, I don't know. I, I've got a pretty good nose. I can smell things before most people do, uh, but I I haven't I haven't noticed it. Well, it could be that you live almost a couple hundred miles away from us, too. I don't know. Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. So the choice for the table was I put a bunch of boxes on it. So whatever sticky is stuck to the box now because we're we're still in the uh, in the moving stage in the office. So it's uh, looks like a, a library exploded in there. So, all right, guys, uh, that what a great talk today. I like uh, uh, you know the variety that we're dealing with here. The variety of safety topics. Uh, Definitely an important topic for people to talk about sensitivities in the workplace and in the out in general public. Um, uh, Dave, your analogy of hey, people who work in restaurants or you know to check out people if they still exist, um, they're exposed to all those um, those those people who have those chemicals in the workplace. Uh, and and I could share some personal stories. Uh, one of our employees actually worked at a big box. Uh, um, improvement center in the paint department ended up having seizures brain seizures um and um um because of chemicals inside the workplace it was it was pretty telling that person works for us today um well that wraps up this episode of safety unlocked the morning show i'm tim newbauer with craig edwards and dave bittner and i'm dave bittner remember safety is everyone's business Uh, that was lip synced by uh, uh, by Craig. <laughs> he actually said his piece, but it was lip synced. <laughs> you were Mike. Think, I think he froze. Yeah. Well, he said, "Make uh, it a safe day." You have been listening to Safety Unlocked, the morning show, a podcast for safety people by safety people. Brought to you by Exceed Safety a full-spectrum consulting firm. Visit our website at ExceedSafety.com or call us at 919-728-SAFE. Exceed Safety.